welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com, episode 193. We're going to talk about 205 Live, NXT, NXT UK. We watched a classic WCW match, Fall Brawl 1998, Raven versus Perry Saturn. And uh, we're also going to talk about that AEW press conference that just happened. But before we do all of that, my name is John and I am joined, as I am every week, by the Stevie Richards to my Raven, Marianne. Hello. Yeah, you would make another Raven. You love Raven. How much do you love Raven? Raven's like uh, one of my favorite wrestlers. <laughs> Is it the eyebrow piercing? Sure. Or the jorts? It's the jorts for sure. <laughs> or the Dinosaur Jr. shirt that he wears sometimes. <laughs> How are I you? I think they mentioned he has a tongue piercing too, and I was like, "Red." But yeah, I'm sick. Yes. I uh, woke up this morning. Well, yesterday I could not speak at all. Um, I had to. I went to work, and then I was like, "I'm in a lot of pain." So I got all my medical shit together, and I went to see a doctor. And she looked at my mouth, and she went, "Oh, you have strep!" Good like boy. immediately. <laughs> No you good. can tell when you don't have you don't have a cough. Right. But you like can't swallow and your lymph nodes are massive. Oy. I have like tennis balls on, on my like the sides of my neck. Um I look like I look like a, a chipmunk that's like stowed stuff in her cheeks. Mm-hmm. But um I put it in my neck instead. Um but I've been taking antibiotics and stuff and I didn't go to because you obviously have to be taking them for twenty four hours. Yeah. Until you're not contagious. Yeah. And so I'm yawning. And then I woke up this morning and I felt like trash. I couldn't even stand up straight. I went to go take a shower. And have you ever been like sick and you take a shower and then you get like really nauseous and almost faint? No. Really? Yeah. I'm not the only person that's had that. I know that. But I like, I got really like lightheaded and nauseous and I like almost puked in the shower. So I had to get out of the shower after I had just washed my body and literally just sit down. My God. With my head bowed until I wasn't nauseous anymore. And then I got back in the shower just to wash my hair. And then I had to stop after that because I almost was, like, nauseous again. Ugh. Because you get lightheaded and then it, like, makes your stomach churn and stuff. I'm not the only person that that happens to. I know I'm not. But, yeah, I'm I'm feeling better now. I have to take, like, tons of medication, though. So hopefully I'll go to work tomorrow. That would be nice. Yeah, it sucks because, I mean, I was like, I don't like lying around and doing nothing, but part of my job is to talk. Yeah, so can't really do anything if you're... So, like, talking continuously. Yeah. At Like, now my volume is back, but before it was not. And I was like, I'm sorry if I can't speak louder than this. And my, my coworker was like, um, Marianne, you are aware that you are now using an inside voice. My and God. I went, fuck you, Estella. <laughs> Estella. How... Throwing How some rude. shade. How rude. Did I tell you about, uh, but yeah. did I tell you about a shade button? Oh, yeah, your shade button that you got? Yeah, I have it. I have it now. Oh, wait, play it. <laughs> I, I wish I could hook it up to the speaker somehow uh, just so I could it's so play good. it. so good. Shade, shade. 
Ron Ron texted me the other day and was asking me if I knew what episode of the of uh Trixie mentioned having to shit in a bag because her roommate was taking too long in the bathroom. <laughs> so she was like, so I just shit in a bag. And I was like, I have no memory of this. And so I asked Yosoy Keith, who is a huge fan. I got him like super into Trixie and Katya. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't even know what episode that is. And I was like, Ron, what are you smoking? Like, that's not in an episode. Wow. Goodness. <laughs> that show's so good. Have you seen it? I have not, no. There's lots of things that go on it's at work so... that I don't know about. Oh my god, it is so funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I live for it every week. It's honest to god so fucking funny. And that's the one where it's the, she did a reference where she said if she flexed, her shirt would rip. And then it just goes, snap it to a Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But anyways, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, Lauren is quite sick. She, too, has not gone to work for the past two days and... I think she's going to be working at home on How are you not sick? I was already sick, remember? Oh, so she got it from you. It's all your fault! No, this is, like, way worse than what I had. So I'm not really sure what she has, but um, she went to the doctor yesterday, and they told her to hang out for 48 hours, so that's what she's been doing. Um, I got, once again, front row tickets to PWG's 200th show. Yeah, everybody was asking me if I was going to go, and I was like, man, I do not have the money for that right now. I am, uh, look, if they keep booking Jonathan Gresham, I will keep buying front row seats. <laughs> and then you will get to, you will get heat by stupid marks on Reddit. Yeah, I can't wait. I hope, I hope that happens. I love that. I love that tweet. I wish, that was great. I would, thank you. I wish that tweet had gotten a little more, little more love, but it got the Marianne bump, so it's good enough. Yeah, I got the, it got the me bump. It should have gotten, honestly, you know what? I'll, I'll have, um, Cap Caveman or Derek <laughs> Montilla, <laughs> the mayor of Reseda. No. Verified on Twitter. Wow. I'll, I'll have him do something. I don't fucking know. My God. But yeah. AEW Presser. Yeah, let's talk about this AEW Presser. It, it just happened. My, um, did you see what Matt Jackson tweeted? No, I did not. Oh, my God. It was so good. Let me pull it up really fast because um, Hangman Page had said, um, let me pull it up. It made me laugh really hard. Um, I don't know why I didn't plan this ahead of time. Hangman Page said, I hope this press conference isn't actually in the pool, but I wouldn't really put it past these guys. And Matt Jackson said, at one point, I did ask Cody about putting the stage inside the pool. Just ask him, I swear. (laughs) Just like old uh, WCW Nitros when they were in, um, oh boy, I can't remember where they were, but they had, the ring was surrounded by the pool. That's so great. Where was it? Man, it was probably in Florida somewhere. We should watch. We'll watch uh, something from one of those episodes one time. Imagine getting tossed over the top rope into a pool. That happened like a couple of. Th- I think every time they do. How, how refreshing! Probably very refreshing. Like Tope Con Hilo right into a pool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this AEW presser. Let's go over it. Uh, bunch of new talent. We had best friends. Doing their That's best. That's the most important one. Doing their best Scott Hall cosplay, which was the line of the night. Um, Lucha Bros. Uh, well, that's that's typical Dustin outfit. Oh yeah, uh, the best Lu- with no shirt. Lucha Bros. Uh, they're gonna. We'll get to them in a in a second here. Uh, Jimmy Havoc was announced that's earlier. A great one. Early in the in the week. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, Sunny Kiss, who I am not familiar with, but really, um, yeah. I don't know. Super, I'm glad that they they signed an LGBTQ 
Yeah, I'm very excited to see uh, him wrestle because uh, I was talking to Dan and he was like, yeah, he's pretty good. I was like, all right, cool. Uh, Kylie Ray and Nyla Rose are two other signees that they had. I am somewhat familiar with Kylie Ray. I'm not familiar. Fantastic. With, not familiar with Nyla Rose, but I've heard good things. Kylie so Ray is very good. I'm excited to familiarize myself with them. Uh, and Sammy Guevara, who I have loved for a while, ever since he was wrestling in for Inspire, way, way, what way. What a back. little shithead. <laughs> and oh yeah, uh, Kenny Omega signed too. Uh, yeah, well, there he is. He's there, and he apologized because he's like, "Look, I would have told everyone sooner, but legally, I couldn't." Sorry. Um, and then fucking Chris Jericho came out looking like fucking the Hitcher from Muddy Boosh. Yeah. Oh God. Oh. Um. They also announced Aja Khan and uh, Yuka Sak. Oh boy, Sakazaki. I I was like, I'm gonna nail this, and then I didn't. Sakazaki. There you go. Sakazaki. Uh, They will both be at Double or Nothing. They didn't say they were signed to contracts, so I don't know what that means, but, I mean, whatever. Uh, Matches for Double or Nothing. We're probably going to get, well, Omega Jericho 2, Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks, Pac versus Hangman Page, and SCU versus uh, OWE, which will be SEMA and two others from... uh, from OWE. So, I mean, the card looks decent so far. No TV deal announced yet. But um, I'm just happy for my big old boy Dust. Yeah, he uh good for him. He's getting that payday. Good for him. Doing doing big boy things. Yeah, good good for him. Um we'll talk about it. So a- we'll talk about AEW a little more when we get to the questions, but uh let's uh talk about 205 live here. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Uncle Drake, as usual, running down that show, and we opened with uh, Mike Kanellis taking on the Brian Kendrick. Who came out looking like he skinned a leopard gecko for those tights. Yeah. Ooh. Silence. Very... He looked like a, it was very leopard gecko chic. That's, uh, That's the that. first thing I thought of. That's a good title. Underline. Leopard gecko chic? <laughs> Underlining it. <laughs> um, Nigel just like... Getting up and acting like a complete idiot when Maria came over was great. Nigel Nigel had some good moments just in all the shows across the board. Yeah, you know what? I, th- we should just call this uh, this show uh, Tor Nigel Tag Radio from now on. He's on every show. <laughs> He's on every show that we watch. I mean, I'm Remember, fine with it. I wish it, it was Corey. Tor Nigel Tag Radio. Maybe that'll be the title. <laughs> That's so good. I think that might be the title. <laughs> That's so stupid. Oh boy. Um So this marked the uh the second appearance of Aiden English as our one of our announcers. Um what'd you think of him this week? He was he was laughing a lot. At I the expense of Maria. I loved it. He was the Jimmy Fallon of the commentary table. <laughs> um, I love Maria's like, was that even a match? And he goes, yes, it was. And then laughs like hysterically. So good. Uh, because he's, he's, like, he's doing it from like, like, are you delusional? To which I said, I want a spouse as delusionally supportive as she is. Um, yeah, that's, man. That's slice bread number two, you said. Yeah. Honestly, it looked like a botch. Yeah, I'm pretty... There were two botches in 205 Live. This one, 
I couldn't tell, but I mean, they they kind of worked around it a little bit. Well, yeah, but um, Nigel with that fucking poetic garbage that he was spewing that rhymed mm-hmm. and it was awful. I was like, there's a zero percent chance he said that with a straight face. Not even <laughs> Corey could say that with a straight face. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Corey Graves is like the king. He is. He is. Did I tell you I saw a Corey Graves action figure when I was at the Super Target in Colorado and I was like wanting it so bad? No, you didn't tell me that. Oh my god, I wanted I was like, look, he's even got a little neck tattoo. (laughs) Did he have a microphone with him? I don't think so. But they also had a Miz action figure and I was like, man, I just want to get the Miz and mail it to John. Oh, I'll hail the Miz. All hail the Miz. Um, My favorite part was just Maria going, there is no doubt that Mike knows exactly where he is right now. And Aiden's like, well, yeah, he's on the floor. <laughs> he was just, ha- he was full on uh, Stadler and Warnolfing this for sure. <laughs> so he's very good at this. It he's was, like super quick on his feet. Yeah, he was doing a good job. I will say um, this style slash speed Seems to be working a little more for Mike than previous weeks. And do you think that's because of who he was facing off against? Yes, I do. Because it didn't Kendrick was the one that Vince went to to get ring ready a few years back. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. And he had a school and everything. Like, I think if anybody is going to be like, look, let's clean this shit up. Since you're clearly going to botch a slice bread number two, I'll figure out how to save this. You know, like, I just, like, he's just, it makes me laugh that they wanted to leave thinking that they would even get into AEW. (laughs) It makes me laugh. Like, honestly, like, that being said, Spinebuster. Yeah, Canels has a decent one, I thought. Decent, bold, and italicized. (laughs) Uh Slice bread number two, and that is the end for Mike Canellis and Maria is upset for a I moment. I can't wait for Aiden to get slapped. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, and it's going to be great. Uh, Arya Davari is mad online. Uh, <laughs> he's mad because Kenta is off for bigger and better things. Ugh, Kenta, you know it. You know it's true. Um, all these dudes are saying stuff about Buddy Murph, um, and... Let me wow, t- what a time waster. Yeah, I uh, clickied right through that. Uh, I love that Drew Gulak and Jack Gallagher just want to hang out with Umberto. They're like, just let us hang out with him. And Uncle Drake's like, no. You <laughs> I cannot. won't let you. And then Drew like, got all grumpy and stormed off. <laughs> Uncle Drake was like, you're ridiculous. Like, you really are ridiculous. <laughs> Yes, and then uh, those two left, and one Scottish supernova, Noem Dar. You just made the list! Showed up. And this segment just kept getting better. We went from one of my favorite Jewish wrestlers ever to another one of my favorite Jewish wrestlers ever. And he makes the uh, time-honored mistake of thinking that we want to see Tony Nese reinstated. And I said, and never mind. <laughs> um, he's Scottish. You can't say no to that man, boy. Uh, so, And he does not say no to him. And next week, we're going to get a uh, no DQ match. I wore my um, Noam Dar Galaxy jacket the other day. It is very soft and very warm. Nice. Very I'm cool. thinking I'm going to be working on that cosplay real soon. 
I just have to get the um, the appliques and stuff like that sewn on the jacket. I think I'm just going to do, like, tiny trunks, no endar, since mm-hmm. he decides to be all galaxy pattern. What the fuck, bro? Are you like, gonna, I'm going to match that perfectly. Are you going to put tape on your pinkies? Duh. <laughs> I'm not a dafty. Very true. Uh, main event time. We had Leo Rush taking on Cedric Alexander, taking on Akira Tozawa, who was also taking on Umberto Carrillo. And this was an elimination match to determine who will get a title shot at Buddy Murphy at WWE Elimination Chamber, which is coming up pretty quick here. So, like, Leo Rush came out first. And I just saw the graphics, and I was instantly transported into a Reese's Puffs commercial. No. Because it was just so, like, my name is literally everywhere on the screen, and it was in the same color scheme. And I was like, (laughs) what is happening? Like, what is peanut buttery chocolatey goodness? He's come Uh, to collect those Reese's peanut butter puffs. (laughs) I love how he's billed from um, Washington, D.C., because it's so small, it's not even a real U.S. state, and he is so small. Yeah, he's so tiny, so he's that's where he resides. Well, it's it's a federal district, mm-hmm. and Rhode Island is like 20 times bigger than Washington, D.C. And yes, you could argue it's the country's capital, but my point is Rhode Island, the smallest state, is 20 times bigger <laughs> than Washington, D.C., much like all the men in this match are 20 times bigger than Leo Rush. So so Washington, D.C. versus three Rhode Islands? <laughs> My God, what a match that must no, be. No, it's been. versus Japan. Uh, Cedric Alexander from where? Virginia? Yeah. And uh, Mexico. There you go. Uh, Leo's all over the place to start off this match. He's just flippy, flippy boying all over flippy the place. Doing. Um, and he takes out Cedric with a suicide dive, and then he takes out Tozawa, who is just, like, lying on the floor. And I wonder if he was supposed to be lying on the floor, but either way, it would look cool. It worked. There was that sunset flip that, like, triggered into a suplex that was pretty cool. Yeah. Between Tozawa, Cedric, and Umberto. Umberto. Umber- <laughs> I think listeners need to, they should know that we know how to pronounce his name. We just Humberto. pronounce it wrong on purpose. Humber. Toe. Okay. Humberto. <laughs> Dude, anyway. lumbar check out of nowhere. Love that shit. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, Leo gets eliminated right off the bat. And uh I my next note I is loved that. Is uh Korea's looking like a star here. He's flipping all right? over the place. He's he's getting his shit in. He looked good. Dude, that looks so good. Springboard clothesline looked bad though. Who yeah, was that? Um, oh, that was that was the, uh, the, I thought it was, I thought it, it was a, done on purpose, but then they no. showed the replay and, oh no, it was not done on purpose. Yeah, they did the replay and if you looked, like his shin clipped the top rope as he jumped. Yeah, didn't look good and for you, Cedric. Yeah, it did not look good. But it worked though because he wasn't supposed to win that match anyway. True, and I mean, he sold it too. Uh, you yeah, know, probably I mean, you actually... sold it if you actually hurt yourself. True. Imagine. What a seller. He, oh, he was really injured? Uh, whatever. I don't, uh, I don't know. Uh, Humberto is gone, which kind of sucked. I kind of wish that um, he I had at least he gone with more. Leo. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I, I, I really don't like Leo, and you knew that. <laughs> well, man of the hour. Um... <laughs> A lot of what do I have? The hottest part of the ring. 
That's what my note is. That's what that says? I thought Hot, it was an acronym, and I was hottest, like, I'm not even going to bother. Hottest pie of the ring. You guys, I wish you could see how this is spelled. <laughs> H-A-H-E-S-T-P-A-H-O-F-D-A-R-A-N-G. Uh, hardest part of the ring. Um, oh, that reverse Rana where they didn't... <laughs> that was also kind of botched, but it kind of looked cool because... They fought through it to make it look like, I don't know. It, yeah, it almost looked more realistic. Yeah, I kind of liked it. Yeah, he was like, I'm not going to cooperate with this move that you're clearly about to do. <laughs> um, and Tozawa ends up getting the win here, which is uh, awesome. I just, I was just like, John, none of these men are hot cop. Um, you just made the list. A hot cop never got a title run when he sure as hell deserved one. Hashtag Team Hot Cop. Well, Mustafa Ali is in the he is in the elimination chamber match for the WWE Championship uh, next Sunday. Fucking give that hot police officer a fucking belt. He fucking deserves. He's so good. God yeah. damn it! And he's so hot, you guys. There you go. Ugh. NXT. Opens with Johnny fucking wrestling, y'all. I half expected her to in- introduce him as John Boy. <laughs> John Boy Gargano. <laughs> I'm just that used to him being called that. <laughs> uh, I have a message for the dad who was uh, giving old Johnny wrestling the two thumbs down. Hey, fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> Um, they started chanting Johnny Champion. Yeah. And do you remember when you told him to call himself Johnny Wedding when he was getting married? <laughs> yes. And then I realized, oh my god, can I call you Johnny Wedding now? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, Tommy Entertainment is here, and he claims that this is their moment, finally. Uh, calm down, Champa. You do not rule the world, which is what he said they did. Not even close right now. You are just ch- both champions of Florida. My which God. Which is the penis of the United States. Wow. Velveteen is out. And uh, <laughs> my God, just look at this man. Okay. The man who stole TakeOver Phoenix just by simply showing up. Hell yeah. Fuck yes. That's some good shit right there. Also, check out those shiny as fuck Jim Jam bottoms he had on. <laughs> yeah. That was good stuff. With dress shoes. Um, and then he was like, I'm going to need you to back up. I see that look in your eye. You lust after the dream. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Dream lust. The fan fictions just write themselves. Good yes. fucking God. And also, bitch, he's got on them red-soled Louboutins. Woo. Rocking them like they're no big deal, like he's fucking Adam Driver or some shit. This mm-hmm. is my cue to shoehorn an Adam Driver reference in here. Because he was wearing Louboutins and didn't even know he was wearing Louboutins on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And Colbert was like, are you wearing Louboutins? And he was like, oh, I am. And then he just kept showing them to the camera to remind people he was wearing Louboutins and had no idea that he was wearing (laughs) Louboutins. Well. Which is such a me move. Well. He was like, I didn't even know. I just put them on and we're like, you're wearing red-soled shoes. You fucking rich motherfucker. Uh, the Dream wants Gargano's championship, so we will be getting uh, Johnny Gargano taking on Velveteen Dream in a couple of weeks here. And um, that crowd turned on John Boy real quick. They did. They were all for him, and then a fake ass full sale marks. Oh the yeah. The second Velveteen shows up, understandable, but still. 
Yep. Pick a person and stick with it. Yep. I will always cheer for Chuck Taylor. There he could go. punch a child in the face, which he he has. Many he times. has. He's been punched in the face by a child. Yes. And I would still <laughs> YouTube it. It's funny. Uh, I would still cheer for the man because I love him. Uh, Drew Gulak <laughs> is here for some reason, but I'm fine Drew with not it. Not complain. Not complaining. Uh, J- Jackson Riker versus uh, Mansoor. Mansoor. Um, I wrote the joke that all I was seeing was Mansoor, and I can't unsee it. Mansoor. Uh, it's a terrible name. This was basically a squash, this was a squash match. It's... Yeah, whatever. Um, and then I saw uh, the Undisputed Era, and I said, cool, it's time to fast forward. I will tell you what you missed. Excellent, thank you. It was Kathy Kelly talking with shitty Trevor doing a photo shoot in the background like the glamour hog that he is. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm just waiting for him. And he's like doing like like ab shots and shit in the background. And I'm like, you pig. Um, and then fuck the rest of this because they practically cropped Bobbert out of the frame entirely, which is criminal behavior. So it was like the Undisputed Era and then like part of Bobbert's beard. And I was like, this is unacceptable there needs to be more bobby fish and less the rest of them i that's what happened agree we need to talk about what happened next oh my god we had drew gulak in full cell taking on eric bugenhagen Um, and i don't know what the fuck is going on i was excited for this because glenn joseph was there and he was raving about it on twitter like when it happened oh man like going insane this was uh this was something to behold like oh my fucking i am sold first of all describe what he was he um i could tell you what i thought of immediately but he looked like Jesse Ventura wearing Brutus the Barber beefcake tights doing a Hiroshi Tanahashi tribute. Thank you! Okay, I I immediately thought of Tanahashi, but I was like, he's all of Chuck Taylor's worst characters put together (laughs) mixed with Ben Stiller and Dodgeball. Oh, yeah. Which is is Drew Gulak's biggest nightmare. I think the best part about this was the crowd went from dead silence to just absolutely loving this dude because he didn't let their silence break his stride no not at all at all it was great it was brilliant it was honestly brilliant and my note is this is hardly the most hysterical thing jugulek has had to keep a straight face through (laughs) ever I like, love when Gulak uh, drop kicked him while he was sc- when he, he was screaming. My favorite part was just Drew Gulak standing there with the same. He didn't move, yeah. and he was just making the same disapproving Drew Gulak face that we have all come to know and love over the years, <laughs> the entire time. And I was like, oh my god, if one person is gonna straight face sell this, it's gonna be Drew Gulak. Oh yeah, absolutely. because he has seen it all. Uh, <laughs> at one point. Uh, Bugenhagen put an abdominal stretch on to Drew Gulak and he started playing the air guitar. And I had said, would you perhaps say that he is not an air guitar playing idiot? I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he was promptly put into the Gulak. He tapped out um, and Gulak got that microphone. And he said the joke that I had said earlier. And I was like, <laughs> Drew Gulak is the fucking best. <laughs> Uh, the 
best. I still wish he had that douchebag coat with all the buttons on it. Oh man, it's I like love that coat. Colonial legal legal regal beagle coat. Yeah, that coat was great. Um, I need to, do they still sell Drew Gulak merch on Pro Wrestling Tees? Because I need to get that shirt with all of his nicknames on it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Because Drew Gulak, like I, he has more nicknames than any one person deserves, but he deserves them. I'm gonna look like he only oh, the only person that's allowed to have that many nicknames is Drew Gulak. I'm, I'm gonna look it up for you right now, live, on the site, on our podcast. I'm looking this up live. I've typed in Drew Gulak into ProWrestlingTees.com. You too can buy a thing. I don't know, whatever. Uh, let's see. It. It's not on here. No. Oh wait, yes it is. The it, and it has oh little God. it has little pictures on it, right? Yes. Yeah, it's on here still. Oh, thank God. It's going to be really upset because I was like, I hope I didn't miss the boat on that one. Like, I, yeah. Oh, boy. Legal Eagle, Regal Beagle, Game Changer, Play, Trailblazer, Diamond Laser. That's the one we always forget, Diamond Laser. (laughs) Ukulele Picking Wild Card. But then you have to add across the bottom, first time, long time. (laughs) Karate Chop Action, University City Stretcher. Jugulak. And the last picture is the last picture is him punching Chuck Taylor in the face. (laughs) Oh my god! Is it really? Yes. (laughs) All right. So which is what he's wanted to do forever. So Jugulak says, "This is boring. Please send me someone else to fight." And out comes. The bro, the original bro, as the same. Why don't you just have a sound clip of him going, bro? <laughs> I mean, I could probably find one. You, you probably should. <laughs> and then we got a. I uh, mean, nothing, nothing does it justice except him saying it. Very true. We got a uh, catch point exhibition match here between Drew Gulak and Matt Riddle, and uh, Yo, this he shit had, was great. He got on some pink slides. Yeah, man, this shit was fun. It was. I had a lot of fun with this. Um, so good. It was just. Two lads grapple fucking in the middle of the ring. And it was Dude, good shit. Gulak pulling his hand back. I was like, yes, Gulak. Oh, yes. I love it. Enthusiastic snapping. Oy. Yes. Um, I mean, there's lots of cool shit. I, I think, is this, is this the match of the week here? I'm looking up and down. Yeah, I would say yeah. either this or the Four Corners elimination match from 205 Live. I would go out of your way to go watch this. It's fun. Um, we get the bro mission, and we also get the catch point handshake. Very so cool. good. Very cool. Uh, did, you were you saw the picture I posted with uh, Keith where we we did um, fourth gun on, on Splash Mountain. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh man, who was in fourth gun? Gargano, Gulak. Who was Biff. in fourth gun? A Biff, and who else? Was there another person? Chuck or... Taylor and Chuck Taylor. Fourth gun, man. Good shit. Biffy boy. We'll get to him later. Wow, they're they're almost all in WWE except for Chuck Taylor. No, fourth gun and also was Orange Cassidy, AR Fox, and Trent. Oh wow. There's a lot of Because they're all in the picture doing fourth gun. Fourth it's gun. yeah, they're all in a picture doing the fourth gun pose, like Johnny Gargano and all of them. Oh my god. And then somebody had photoshopped like a ghost Trent in the background, and it's one of my favorite pictures ever. Good it shit. It was my header on my Twitter for the longest time. Fourth gun. It's great. Great shit. Oh, main event time. Mio Shirai, Kyrie Sane, Bianca Belair. Ooh, I don't know why I said it like that. Versus... You, but- you butchered it, but it still worked. Yep. 
versus Shayna Baszler, Jessamine Duke, and Marina Shafir. John, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't watch this match. Um, it was fine. I think because um, I've seen all of these people wrestle in that order before. It's so funny because uh, Lauren was watching and she's like, I feel like these are the only people I ever see wrestle on NXT. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, where the where the F is the rest of your roster? Stop using these same people. We yeah. fucking get it. Um, it was fine. Io Shirai ended up getting the pinfall on Shayna Baszler. So, I mean, it was a fine match. Um, that's really all I got to say. We can just move on from that. NXT UK. Goodness gracious. Great Mark Andrews. I don't know. Thank you. Um, my we I can't squeal my dog whistle squeal that is everyone is so used to when it comes to little Andrews. But my little Mark, look at that sweet little Welsh tangerine. In his all orange outfit, he's so darling. Oh, um, Mark Andrews versus Ligero is what we opened our contest. Yeah, with. and your little tangerine Mandrews. Um, I am such a fan of that wee lad that I would not be opposed to getting a Mandrews airplane plane logo tattoo or even a Flash mm-hmm. Morgan one. They've just been so incredibly kind to me. Yeah. Over the years, that go. I just they they hold a special place in my heart because they're both such lovely people. And I ask you every time, have you met either of them? No, I really want to meet Flash Morgan Webster because I, I have really liked him for a long time, and I'm glad. Fellow Slytherin. I'm glad he's. He's a great well. person to talk to. He's a fun guy. Manders is just so he's there's he's so sweet. He's so nice. Like <laughs> I love this match because of all of the sportsmanship that was going on, and you know how I feel about sportsmanlike behavior. Yes, but yeah, getting into it. Um, I loved the. Who who escaped the hammerlock? It was Laguero. Yeah, he did. It was good shit. Um, I mean, very lots Sabre of... Junior esque. Yes, very much so. Lots of flippy boys being flippy. Um, I didn't know he called that move the stomp one eighty two, and I laughed really hard when he. Of course he does. He it. Like that wasn't even a backflip. Afterwards, he like corkscrewed that with like little to no air at all. I watched it like four times. I'm like, yeah. he did corkscrew that. What the actual fuck, Mark? <laughs> what the hell? Um, Lagero hit Jesus. Mark with a pump kick, and that Multiple shit was crazy. Pump kicks. Um, and then the C the C4L, which um, I guess stands for C4 Lagero. Um, very surprising. Lagero gets the win here. Yeah, I ain't mad because, like I said, sportsmanship, which is so cute. Yeah, so that should be uh. That's interesting. Uh, next up, we had an Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch thing. I cannot, and I will mention it probably every week until I don't know when. I cannot and will not get over Sid Scala's General Huck's accent. Mm-hmm. Mostly because Sid Scala on the indies was like a ragamuffin. And then here he literally is like a first order admiral or something. Although gen- general general Hux. And am I the only one that hears this? Like listeners, like am I the only person that hears that accent and just automatically thinks the end of the Republic? Um, but I mean, I know it's just an upper class like R rolling one, but they sound so similar and it's very weird. Like, and I don't even know what Siskel's actual voice sounds like, but I know that uh, Donald Gleason is Irish. Just nothing like his General Hux accent. But anyways, mm. I'm way off, way off. Yeah, bring it back here. in. 
Biff, baby, interview, be still my heart. Look at those black soulless eyes of his. He is just darling. You could tell he did not want to do an interview at that moment. Oh, no, he just is just, well, it was very honest, funny. honest to God. I will, I will spill a little secret. That's just how he talks. <laughs> uh... It is. It literally is like that. Was, that was that was very real. He's just a, a weird, awkward, like dude. <laughs> yeah. Bless his heart. I mean that that should be that should be a fun match when we get it. Uh, we had a Pete Dunne thing where he said some things. Then we had uh, Candy Floss taking on Zaya Brookside. My question for you is: Do you know what Candy Floss is? No, I don't mean to insult your intelligence. I don't think I do. It's uh, cotton candy. It's the British term for cotton candy. Oh, interesting. Yes. I don't want people misconstruing that, thinking candy, flossing with candy, gross. No, candy floss is cotton candy. <laughs> <sighs> um, I've said this before. I said this, I think I tweeted it, actually, the second I saw her at APW. She, Zaya Brookside, is fucking body goals. Like, if I could just take her picture to the gym and be like this, make me this. <laughs> Make me this this girl right here. Thank you. Here's my money. Bye. Um, I like that match. What did you think? I I enjoyed it. I didn't really have a lot to uh, to say about the match, but I thought it was a fine match. Um, the Brooksy bomb with the alligator clutch is pretty fucking cool. Agreed. Um, and I'm gonna say this, and I'm expecting to get hate from this, but I prefer NXT UK Women's Wrestling more than anything else. That we have to watch because the quality is just better. I said it. I'm sorry. I think it's because the talent that they have on uh, NXT UK is not homegrown talent. It's indie talent. All right. Fair enough. And so they have a lot of people that are more established and better at what they do. All right. And so you see more consistent matches because those people have more um, experience. Yeah. And I just enjoy it more. Like, a lot of women's matches, I'm just like, this is the same thing all the time. You're going to expect a botch somewhere. You know, like, and it's, and I don't mean to sound, like, right. no, no, no. insulting, but also they've been consistently using different people. Yeah, they have. And, like, regular NXT and, and, like, main roster stuff is still not as good. Because they have so many people, and I'm just like, come on. Yeah. But I, I just prefer NXT, like, women's wrestling a lot better because I feel like there's a, it's a lot more diverse styles, and they're, uh, it's a lot better quality. Fair wrestling. enough. Uh, Rhea Ripley, one of those talents that they have, came out and just fucks everybody up until Tony Storm, another great talent, comes out, and uh, Rhea Ripley... She gets fucked up. She gets fucked up, too, by Rhea Ripley, and Rhea Ripley is standing tall, so there you go. She's scary, man. She's she like could. the female Pete Dunne. Yep, I love it. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Jordan Devlin will be taking on Noam Dar, who is getting a lot of mentions this week. You just made the list! I just made an exaggerated happy face. Um, my note is landscape mode was not a wise choice for this selfie promo with Jordan Devlin. No. His head, like, <laughs> completely, like, s- like, split the screen into segments. Yeah. He has a Bart Simpson head, and I can't get over it, and he should not have chosen that angle and that tilt of the camera. It was just not a, a flattering choice. And Fair enough. And he should never do it again. 
Next up, we had Wild Wild Boar Mike Hitchman uh, taking on Joseph Connors, and man, the crowd was super dead for this. And I'm pretty sure I don't care about Joseph Connors. So moving on. First of all, that name is fucking boring. What Woof. a pedestrian name. I just did not care about this match. I'm like, all right, skip. Uh, Ginny is here, and she's saying some things, and we find out that next week we're going to get Ginny versus Mia Yim. I'm excited about that. Kick the shit out of her, Ginny. That should be fun. And then we had Ashton Smith versus Joe Coffey, and oh, man, I just don't care about Joe Coffey either. As I noticed, in uh, John announces everyone's names in all caps on the notes, and Joe Coffey and Mark Coffey are never capitalized. Kind of like Tony Nese, but Tony Nese is straight up not capitalized huh. anywhere. Like, not even the first letter. Interesting. Um, did you even notice you did that? No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> main event is Mark Coffey taking on Volta. My, my note in the back, though, is that Joe Coffey looks like a beefy Marty Skrull. <laughs> Which is very funny. Ugh. Um, <laughs> presentation for Walter is great. I love it. I was just really excited to witness a murder on the award-winning WWE Network. Hey, there you go. Um, Nigel again with that composer track name drop again. Yeah, like he is not about to let those uncultured marks think that that masterpiece was written just for this. No, sir. Good shit. No, um, sir. I think I realized something here. Um, Walter's just going to beat the shit out of a bunch of lads for a couple of weeks until he fights Pete Dunne. I think so. That's he's just... like, he's like, he's going to be like Braun. I mean, yeah, basically. But I love how he just absorbs the energy of other people's chops because <laughs> no chops can can beat his. Yes. And he's like the Austrian Majin Buu, <laughs> which is a reference that you don't understand, probably. No, I don't. <laughs> It's a Dragon Ball Z reference. Um, it's I mean, the Austrian Majin Buu. Yeah, I mean, this match is fine. Coffee got some shots in. I feel it, like they're trying to make decaf happen. They really are. The uh, match ended with the power bomb, which is great. I'm loving that. It's it's not going to happen. Like most people don't drink coffee for the taste. You wankers. Very. Oh, talking about the Coffee Brothers is just putting. There's me a to reason sleep. why baristas will give douchey customers decaf. Very true. Very true. Yeah, I know. All right, Miriam. Let's talk about this classic match from WCW Fall Brawl 1998. It was Raven versus Perry Saturn contested under Raven rules, which means there are no rules, a.k.a. it's basically an ECW match. And if Raven loses, uh, the flock is free. But if Raven wins, Perry Saturn has to be a member of the flock until his career is over. Uh, the lead-up videos to this were very funny. Very funny and strangely put together. Yes, yeah, so like with the tank in the middle, like each time it's like here. Yeah, a it was like it was like weird. Like you can choose a, a transition on PowerPoint. <laughs> yes, <it was laughs> like, just that's like what that. it looked like. PowerPoint transitions. Woof. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> but um, you also know that was actually maybe <laughs> actually what happened. That's exactly what happened. Um. <laughs> I hate that they're playing uh, Raven's WWE song. I mean, it's fine, but his WCW song was great. Why were they followed by a bunch of dads? That's That's my favorite. That would be uh, the rest of the flock, Marianne. No, like all of the guys, all of the old men in suits. Oh, oh. It was just a flock of old men, like a bunch of dads following the other guys. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's because they were gonna handcuff Canyon to the to the Did rope. There need to be that many of them for punishment. I guess so. You're grounded. I've brought all my dad friends. <laughs> They're a bunch of dads. That's very funny. It's even funnier now that I realize you weren't talking about the flock. I wasn't at all. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, even though it was just Lodi and uh and Canyon, I forgot about that. And I literally just watched this. Let's talk about Saturn. Perry Saturn's uh, banger of an entrance music. Probably the only time Air Raid Sirens have ever been good in a wrestling theme. Yes, I said it. <laughs> Love that theme. Fair enough. Also, um, the Saturn is bald sign. Yes. Was so good. Oh, man. Um, All those signs were good, but that one was my favorite. Man, I uh, I really like this match. Um, I forgot how good Saturn was. Saturn was just like he was like a more more mobile Taz at this point. Like he, he was great. He you know high kicks. All of his uh, suplexes were great. He has he had a killer Death Valley driver. Just a fucking killer. I like. I loved his Death Valley driver. And little known fact, um, the FU used to actually be a Death Valley driver until it became a giant cartoony thing. And that's why I love John Cena, because he did the Death Valley driver as his finish. I was like, fuck yeah. And then it became whatever the hell it is today. You just like people in jorts. Yeah, that too, I guess. <laughs> um. How cool were the uh, the rolling Russian leg sweeps by uh, I, my man Raven? I loved them, and I have no idea why. I think it was just the rolling motion, probably. That was some and good leg shit. sweeps are just so leg sweeps are just so naturally rolling to begin with. It was just like, ooh, it's like an ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. I actually really liked that. And uh, Marianne, for for you who is probably not in the know, the drop toe hold onto the chair was Raven's like. F- quote it wasn't his finishing move but it was like his damaging move that he would do to people and damaging he, move well he did it to um what is to, your pokemon card yes it's like six damage i don't know if that's good on a pokemon <laughs> card is that good how many damage? i don't know anyway he did that to uh scotty riggs and he quote unquote blinded him uh and then he became a member of the flock because he was a freak or something i don't know what is this Chikara? Jesus Christ. Basically, uh, here comes the flock, Riggs, Sick Boy, Kidman, and Horace. Did Horace look familiar, Marion? Um, I didn't even notice because Kidman came out and I just swooned. Yeah, Kidman. Kidman came out and drop kicked Raven and ran away. Was I supposed to that was amazing. It was good um, shit. How hot was the crowd for this? They were going crazy. It was great, but why was I supposed to recognize Horace? Oh, well, he looks like Hulk Hogan, and there's good reason for that, because he's his nephew. Oh. Yeah, that's about it. Interesting, but also uh, Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman. <laughs> um, double cross, or so I heard? Uh, yes, that is a double cross. And the next night, because um, he was free from the flock, he got a, I think he got a title shot against Malenko and won the Cruiserweight what? Championship. Yeah, I think so. Did we watch that match? No, we did not. It was on Nitro. Oh, okay. I think it was the next night. I feel like it was, but I could be wrong. Anyway, uh, Death Valley, we get the first Death Valley driver, and then a great distraction from Lodi. 
And the I just want to say Lodi because that's a town in northeastern California. Yes, it is confirmed. Uh, the crowd is just going absolutely nuts for Saturn. It as is as they should be. It is great. Um, he, he had a great T-bone suplex too, which is I you believe you literally just called it move for move in the notes. I was like, I don't even have to know what's coming next because John just called it. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Wow. I did look at that. It's just move for move. Uh, I love that Saturn busted out a Michinoku driver slash. Hoovy driver. <laughs> I mean, even though it's basically stealing a dude's finish who is on the card earlier in the match. Yeah, I know. I was like, wait, Hoovy was out there earlier. I was like, oh, all right, I guess. <laughs> well, um, how cool is the Rings of Saturn as a finish? Uh, a great name. Yeah, I might add. I uh, I forgot about the Rings of Saturn. That was a fun submission. My question was, why was one of them handcuffed and the other one wasn't? Um. That was a last-minute stipulation. I don't know why Lodi wasn't handcuffed, but Canyon was. You can't hold signs if you're handcuffed. Very true. Maybe that was why. Um, We got a good old-fashioned ref bump, and Canyon got the key and hit the flatliner. We'll probably... uh, I'll see if I can find a good Canyon match we could watch. He was very innovative. This is very cool. Crowd is just fucking losing their goddamn mind throughout this entire match especially towards the end i i, I want to watch more matches more matches like that where everybody's losing their mind I, I mean feel like you don't see that as much that's the late 90s everyone's just losing their fucking minds in the crowd wrestling's real man it's crazy um i love the death valley driver to load through the table he fucking so killed him cool. oh my god and then we i got to see an even flow dvt which was great I popped pretty hard when he kicked out. I mean, the entire crowd popped pretty hard when he kicked out. I didn't. Th- I I knew the end of this match, but I was like, "Oh man, is he gonna kick out?" <laughs> I'm like Jesus, so good. And um, Death Valley Driver one two three, good shit, good shit. This was a fun match. What do you think, Marion? You like it? Yes. It was good. It started off a little slow, but it picked up a little bit in the middle. Yeah. There was great. So. Uh, you may know notice here that next week's match has changed, Marianne. It was something different. Oh. It was something different before. We will not l- clue people in, but this was. I don't remember what. I know that it was was not that before. It definitely was not. It was a WCW match, but at the midnight hour, quite literally, I think. Uh, friend of the show and just friend in general, Chris at Brazilian Fury on the Twitter said, hey, I got a match. And I said, I'll bump the match that I had and put yours in. And he said, this is the match that got me into Japanese wrestling to begin with. What is taking you so long to mention this, Chris? This is the match. And I have the YouTube link there, Marianne, so don't ask me where it is later. It's right there. I'm going to ask you where it is later just to piss you off. That's fine. Uh, it is from Noah 2000. I miss you. Oh, I miss it too. I, I don't know why I said it like that. That was weird. Anyway, this no, it was Marlon Brando from The Godfather. That's what you said. There you like. go. That's good. Uh, so this match <laughs> is from Noah, two thousand and three. It is for the GHC Heavyweight Championship, and it features one Kenta Kobashi taking on Mitsuharu Misawa, and um. I have seen these two wrestle before. 
I don't think it's this match. This was on a best of the two of the, I think it was the double zeros that high spots. Or it wasn't high spots. Yeah, it might have been high spots. They were putting it out, and uh, Kyle and I watched. I think it was these two. They had a match on the first disc, and we watched it like seven times, <laughs> which is unheard of. So this match should be fun. It's long. I I watched one clip of it, and I went, "Oh my god." This is going to be a repeat of the uh, Kenta Marafuji match. Probably more brutal, though. No way. Yeah, it's going to be something else. Um, Questions. They are all. Guess what, Marianne? They're all about AEW. Yay. Every this single one. More chances to talk about Dustin. So first of all, I, I put something up uh, that I thought was uh, I said, here's a fun poll. I said, at this point in time, this was after everything was announced. I said, what is more important to you regarding AEW? I had three uh, things. Announcing more signings. Announcing a TV deal. Neither of these things. Celebrating the great sport of professional wrestling is good enough for me. It was almost unanimous so far. Everyone uh, wants that TV deal, and we didn't get it, which is disappointing. And I'm sure I will talk about that on another platform in greater detail. But let's talk about the questions. Gerardo asks, what do you think will prevent AEW from being like Ring of Honor? And I, I replied to him, they're already ahead of them because they don't employ Kenny King. Chuck Taylor. Heavy shot. What will? Pre- <laughs> what do you think will prevent AEW from being like ROH? And I, I don't. I, that sounds like a heavy shot uh at ring of honor but i wonder if it's just like um what will prevent them from not being that next level that they should be what do you think marion chuck taylor you think you think a, <laughs> a you think chuck taylor will prevent aew from from getting to that next level john no. look at his career <laughs> oh my god they're doomed from the start <laughs> Uh, what do I think will prevent? I say that with so much love in my heart. Uh, honestly, Gerardo, what will prevent AEW from being like ROH? Probably that boatload of money they got. Uh, ROH, you know, doesn't have nearly the fundings that AEW has, so I think that will prevent them from being in that in that tier. Hey, I mean, they signed a Kenny Omega, and uh, from what we were hearing. WWE was going to give him a boatload of money. Yeah, and he's still going to be like, fuck you. Yep. Because I would rather be happy. Um, Dan asks, not Twitter Dan, Dan Solo, asks, what big names or sleepers would you like to see show up in AEW? Hmm. Hmm. Who would you like to see show up in, in AEW, Marion? Big names. Yes, big big dust is already there, so it's got to be somebody else. <laughs> Who else do I know that's big? Like literally big? Sure. Simon Grimm's pretty big. All right, that's a. I'd say that's a a sleeper name. Is it, well, it's not going to happen. But you don't know. He he's he's mysterious. I, I mean, wouldn't be able. I wouldn't be able to weasel it out of him anyway, even if he was planning on it. You know who I want to see? I want to see in uh, AEW. I want to see Eddie Kingston in AEW. That'd be great. And I kind of want to see. I need to f- seek out this. I don't know if they've been tagging, but the the aforementioned uh, Simon Grimm, 
You just made the list! And Eddie Kingston, they did team up, and I don't know if this is a normal thing, but I would be interested to see that. My god. Um, My god. That's, like, such a weird crossover for me. Yeah. I'm just... And I love him so much. Big names, big names. I feel like uh, I don't really know like a bigger name that I'd I'd want to see. I mean, sh- I just want him to get booked more. Do it. Uh, I, I mean, mean, he does get booked a lot, but not near me. I'll tell you who I don't want to see. I don't want to see uh, one Randall Orton in AEW, like the rumors have been stating. Good fucking god! Imagine. That I don't want to see, so... I would love John Cena. Oh my god. They would just... That would be the end of it. For D- <laughs> would WWF be so would just fucking fold. funny. It'd be so good, though. I would watch it. I know! He could finally use all those indie moves that he learned from the guys yeah. in AEW. And I mean, I, as much as I'm not sure about it, I would, I would not mind seeing Dean Ambrose in AEW. I'm sure something cool could happen, but I don't know. He's great. He's innovative. He is a chameleon. He can work in a bunch of different places. But for right now, I think he's just going to lay low. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, He's been working so consistently. Yeah. Calvin asks, how has the landscape of New Japan and WWE further continued to change thanks to AEW? Will creative change? Will this force both companies to push back with new stars or different options or operations? I'm sorry. Um, man, I don't know. It's like it's so hard to tell what this is going to do for like change the landscape of New Japan. And I mean... WWE. There's so much. There's so much talent out there, and like as much as the internet's a blessing, it's also a curse because you get so much information coming from everywhere, and you don't know what's truly reliable. Yeah. And it's it's you don't really know, but at the moment, I think AEW is kind of a breath of fresh air because you know that it's going to be a promotion where they're not going to be tied down. Yeah artistically because it's run by people that know that by at least one person that knows what it's like to be tied down artistically yeah that it's it's they they know it's best to have a company that's run by people that know what it's like and i think that's what makes it refreshing yes absolutely if that makes sense yeah so i mean i don't know if i don't know if this is uh, Honestly, here's what I'm going to say. I mean, everybody's like, WWE should be scared of AEW. What's it going to do for all of these? And I'm just, I'm kind of like, we need to wait and see what the TV deal is. We need to see if they take ratings away from WWE. We need to see I if... think they definitely will at first. I mean, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, another thing I guess we could, um, we could point to is when they announced their their pre-sale for double or nothing tonight uh the site crashed like a billion times and they've already sent out one or i'm sorry twelve thousand unique pre-sale codes so twelve thousand people already want to go to the show so i'm pretty sure this show's going to sell out almost immediately and i mean that's some good that's a good thing for them you know why Excalibur's got his greedy little hands in there, and he's got that—he's got that thing. <laughs> We're gonna be show that he's part of just sell out really fast, and websites crash. <laughs> oh no! 
so the curse of Excalibur. I mean, uh, will this force both companies? I mean, it'll force companies to like. I know a lot of the WWE guys have been like, "I'm going to leave after my contract's up," so it might force WWE to be like, "Well, here's some more money and here's a push." Here's some more money. Here's a push, and how about more more creative freedom? Yeah, I mean, it could. But... I'm pretty sure that a lot of the people that they've been signing lately, especially the ones that are like indie guys, like people that you sign that are indie people, are used to having the creative freedom, right? So, and as opposed to homegrown talent that are used to never having it. I think if anything, Calvin, the thing that will change here is people's paychecks getting bigger everywhere they go, which is great. While children continue to starve on the streets and athletes get paid too much money. Yeah, definitely. Good for <laughs> good for them. Well, that's been our show for this week. I'm glad we went out on a huge fucking downer. <laughs> I don't know what you expected from me. Yeah, I don't know what I expected from you either. Um, uh, We're going to stream this week, and by we, I mean me. Uh, Facebook. Can you please educate them on the ways of Rare Ripley, please? <laughs> Facebook.com slash THS Wrestling News. Well, I think we're going to stream uh, sometime Sunday. So just go and like that page and you'll... Are you going to talk about AEW? Hmm? Are you going to talk about AEW? That's probably what we're going to exclusively talk about. I don't um, know. I will not allow any Chuck Taylor slander. I don't think there will be. You, you protect that man's good name. Not for not for me, at least. But um, until then, Marianne, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Sailor Moon Salt, and you can follow Johnny Wedding on Twitter. <laughs> at JP Thrice. <laughs> Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, now Spotify, and also still SoundCloud. Just search for Tornado Tag Radio. Rate and review us as well. Absolutely. Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our Tornado Tag Radio shirts. Buy one of our uh, NOTLG shirts, which I just did because uh, I'm going to a convention next week. Oh, boy, Marianne. I don't know if we're recording next week, people. I'm going to be I'm going to be in uh, in a LAX Marriott for an unseen amount of days. So what is Dan going to do with himself, man? Dan will figure it out. Dan Dan is a smart lad. He knows how to find ways to entertain himself, and I will still be available to chat. <laughs> uh, Dan is a Yeti on Twitter. Go follow him. He is legitimately <laughs> one of my favorite people to talk to on a daily basis. Uh, <laughs> he is. I love and Dan. Dominic. And Dominic. And Dominic. Dominic's great. Oh, what did Dom? Hold on here. Hold on, everybody. I know Dominic said I need you to answer this question for me. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. you up, Dominic? Dominic, what did you say to me? I'm scrolling. There's lots of gore mentions. I don't know what's happening. Uh, I mean, also support TTR and all the other podcasts. Patreon.com slash NOTLG. We would greatly appreciate that as well. Ah, hey, JP Thrice. I want some questions answered. This is from Dominic. Uh it's from EC3 being interviewed by Dean Ambrose. Where are EC1 and 2? <laughs> um, I assume they're at home. That's how I'm going to answer that. That is that is uh, that is the Dean Ambrose that I missed. 
Like, so much! <laughs> that, is, that is some... Oh my god, I'm so excited to have Moxley back. Alright, so that's it for us this week. Uh, stay tuned. I'm not sure if we're going to record next week. But uh, until then, Marianne, if you will... I almost forgot what I was supposed to say, but ring that bell, motherfucker! <laughs> This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com.